just full disclosure. I mean, we've got to coach these guys. That was Coach Pat Fitzgerald after week one when Northwestern beat Nevada 31-20. And it showed on Saturday, this past Saturday, when Northwestern got ripped 41-17 by Duke down in Durham, North Carolina. And we're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about a few different other things Northwestern football related on the Daily Northwestern's football podcast. I'm Tim Balk. And I'm here with Max Gelman. They didn't just get ripped there, Tim. They got their fannies kicked, they got as their, Coach Fitz would say. They got their fannies kicked, in the words of Coach Pat Fitzgerald, who didn't really want to talk about this game. One question maximum at the press conference this week for Duke. Didn't want to talk about it. He would take one question, he said, after after the first Duke-related question. Although he, he laid down the ground rules after we asked the question. Correct. So I don't, I don't know if that technically counts. Right. Then the, another one might have snuck into that presser, but it was it was a forward-looking presser. Uh, Fitz didn't want to talk about this game, so we're going to have to. <laughs> um, very, very one-sided Saturday afternoon. Um, Northwestern loses the yardage battle against the Blue Devils, five thirty-eight to one ninety-one. Northwestern ran for 22 yards, a lot of those on the final drive in garbage time. Duke holds the ball for 41 minutes plus. Northwestern, under 19 minutes. Um, Northwestern, 10 third down uh, conversion attempts, convert one. Duke, 22 converts 15. That's a, that's an ugly portrait of the game, the numbers, and it, it wasn't any better watching it live. Uh, Max... What do you think of this performance? What do you what do you see? Yeah, the the defense just had absolutely no answer for Duke, which is surprising because Duke wasn't supposed to be very good and Northwestern was supposed to be very good. You know, there were a lot of people predicting that Northwestern could be a big contender for the Big Ten West this season and giving up 538 yards to to Daniel Jones and the Blue Devils is not the kind of performance that you want to have if you're if you want to contend for that title. Um this game, and we were talking about this when we were watching the game, this game sort of reminded us of the Nebraska game last year when Tommy Armstrong sort of ran circles around the Northwestern defense. Tommy Armstrong, obviously, a lot better quarterback than Daniel Jones, but Jones still... I, I'm, I'm not going to... Jones, not Jones gonna is con- still pretty good, though. Jones is still pretty good. I think Daniel Jones is a better quarterback than Tommy Armstrong, although maybe that's a... That's a Do we have, like, a hot take button here? like a Like a buzzer? Like well, I, an auga. I think a lot of Nebraska fans would tell you they're not that that upset that Tommy Armstrong's graduated and moved on. Daniel Nebraska fans. Daniel Jones. Yeah, true. Nebraska fans do have <laughs> somewhat unreasonable expectations out there. But <laughs> Dan- a coach after nine and three. Wow. Yeah. Well, I think Duke is a good team. That's my big takeaway. Obviously, we learned Northwestern's not very good, but they didn't play great week one against Nevada. Um, Daniel Jones. He's he's a good quarterback, 29 of 45, 305 passing yards against a really banged up Northwestern defensive secondary. Um, what what do you think of the situation Northwestern secondary, which was really supposed to be a strength of this team? Yeah, it was supposed to be a strength. I just think we're seeing a lot of the struggles that not a lot of depth has given them. They've got a yo- they've got a lot of young players that are playing right now, mostly because of the injuries to Keith Watkins um, and Marcus McShepard. 
Um, Trey, Trey Williams wasn't supposed to play at all last week. He ends up getting in the game because Jared McGee is ejected for a somewhat weird targeting ejection. Controversial might be the Controversial, word. Controversial, to say the least. Um, but yeah, after McGee left, the Northwestern nickel really couldn't hold up at all. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was just a total total mess out there. Um, Kyle Cairo, safety, moves to cornerback. Right, Cairo moves to, moves to cornerback. I thought he did all right. I think the, the secondary struggled. Yeah, Kyle, I don't think Cairo and Godwin are the problems. It's just well, the second, I, everyone the, else. The secondary struggled, and I think people will probably look at that and focus on that. The defense was on the field for 40 minutes. The real problem for Northwestern this week was on offense. Um, and defensively, the front seven couldn't get pressure. Um, so I think Northwestern's strongest unit is still secondary, even when banged up. I think you run for 22 yards. Clayton Thorson only has 11 completions on a day. He throws the ball 29 times and throws a couple picks. The receivers didn't play as well, struggled to get open after a big week against Nevada. Um, Nevada's secondary probably... Big second half against Nevada. Probably not the toughest secondary they're going to face all, all mm-hmm. year. No. Um, might be the weakest. <laughs> we shall see. Um, so, I, I, how would you size up what this game meant for Northwestern? Do you think uh, coming through, would you have them as an eight-win team? I had them at eight and four, yeah, but I had them going three and zero in the non-conference. Three and zero in the non-con. Um, where would you revise that prediction to? Where, what What is your impression of the Wildcats right now? Well, in a down year for the Big Ten West, where m- many of the teams are. I'd say four or five of the seven teams aren't really gonna are gonna struggle to get the seven or eight wins. I thought this could have been a big opportunity year for Northwestern to sort of take advantage of that, and they just go to they go to Duke and they get they get totally run out of the building in front of almost twenty thousand fans. That the place was so empty. And we should say Duke was what a, a three and a half point dog. Yeah, o- only three and a half point underdog. But still, a, a, a Northwestern was favored in this game. Yeah, Northwestern was Northwestern was expected to win this game. Northwestern was expected to win this game. Uh, I think this is... Um, I, I want to wait to see how they react after a loss like this against Bowling Green. Um, but I think this could this loss could be considered a setback. Not not as big as the slow start last year when they went 0-2 against an FCS team and a, uh, a surprisingly pretty good Western Michigan team. Um, but yeah, this, this was not good. You can't... You can't let a team run 104 plays in a game. That's just and unacceptable. It looked a lot like last year, first couple of weeks. It's a, it's a, it's a similar. And Pat Fitzgerald adamant this is a different team. It is different in some respects, but well, I, I'd say it kind of looks a bit like last year, just because they got they lost to a bad team. Well, la- last let's year, be clear, they did not play well week one either. They won. Right. They they played a good second half. So far this season, they've played two good quarters out of eight. Is that fair? That's, that's about right. They've played. They were down, I think, ten against Nevada going into half. They seventeen were d- to seven. Yeah. Seventeen seven going into half against Duke. I think they were also down ten or eleven. Yeah. Is that right? I believe that's right. Yeah. So, um, just really slow starts right out of the gate for both games and for the you know the whole season. Uh, they were able to turn around against Nevada. Nevada, excuse me. Cole Paxton would be on my on my tail right now. But, uh, yeah, uh, this this was definitely a setback, I think. Now, I'm. I, this was one of the worst losses we've 
seen in the last few years. Um, and they had a they had some bad ones last year. Minnesota was a really bad loss. Illinois State was a bad loss. I and I don't think they played well in two weeks. I think coming into your expectations were high. A because the Big Ten West isn't very strong. B because there's a heck of a lot of a ta- of talent on this team. That's true. Um, Clayton Thorson, Justin yep. Jackson, Godwin and Gubuke all came back, and that makes this year real. I mean. Justin Jackson's gonna graduate after this year. Goblin Gubuka is gonna graduate after this year. Um, there's a there's a you know a window here for Northwestern to have a big season, right? Um, and they're probably not gonna be a better team next year than they will be this year. So there's there's some pressure there. Um, Unlikely, yep. Uh, and the pressure is, and they've got two huge games coming up within within a month, which is Wisconsin and Penn State. I'm still not ready to. I, I had them at nine and three coming into the year. I was a little bullish, not as bullish as Daily Northwestern fall sports editor Jonah Dillon, who had Northwestern winning eleven games. Well, they can still run the table. They could still run the table. No, just pull the Aaron Rodgers. They can Clayton Thorson the ta- can r- get those scrambles. I have a curiously maybe after this this really bad performance, I have a, some optimism. Uh, they really have two full weeks right now to figure it out to get Justin Jackson healthy for the offensive line, which is a young offensive offensive line and has really struggled and really struggled against Duke. They have two weeks to, to, to figure things out. Bowling Green next week will be a win. They will not lose to Bowling Green. Bowling Green is 0-2. They lost to an FCS team. They're... Northwestern lost to an FCS team last year, though. Agreed, but Bowling Green's... Is, and I think there'll, there'll be a little bit more energy in a game that they kind of have to win under the lights at Ryan Field. Um, I think with the running of the first years. With the running of the first years, which we'll get to in a moment. <laughs> the Wildcat Dash, is that the official? Yes. Um, and oh, others. And others. <laughs> transfers. Never forget about transfers. International students. International students. Um, perhaps some um, folks that sneak in into the Dash. Uh, and we'll get to that in a moment because I love to talk about that, as you know, Max. Um, but that 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 really realistically won't be a loss. Then they have another off week. They have their, their bye week. Right. So that's two weeks to figure it out um, before they head to Wisconsin. Um, I think that's a decent window. And we've seen them bounce back from poor performances. Um, we saw that last year with the slow, slow, slow start, and then they go and win seven games. And, you know, the fact that they didn't slip up against Nevada, which, you know, after that shaky first half, I think there's time and there's talent on this team. We know there's talent. But that also begs the question, what the hell just happened against Nevada? Um, Nevada or Duke? Excuse me, against Duke. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about Bowling Green. Sure. Um, the Falcons. Fitz said nice things to say about the Falcons, but... Some very nice things to say about Bowling Green today. He sure did, but they're, they just lost by eight to South Dakota State. I believe South Dakota State, right? Um, South Dakota? A team from South Dakota. A team from South Dakota. Um, we love South Dakota here on the podcast. We love South Dakota. Um, they have had turnover problems. Um, their quarterback is completing 38% of his passes. Um, they have given up in two weeks 70 points. So this really should be a cookie, right, Max? Well, yeah, I, I think it could be an easy win. If you you bring up the turnovers, and Northwestern hasn't had that big of a problem forcing turnovers in its first two games. They they, they intercepted Daniel Jones. Uh, there was one time where it was he snapped the the longest active streak 
in the FBS, and the other time was interception. Was, was interception that was called off on the targeting play with Jared McGee. And they also uh, stripped, I, I can't remember who it was, but they stripped someone, recovered a fumble. And they also had uh, two turnover recoveries against uh, Nevada. The problem with, the, the other problem, or I guess the only problem, is that they've had two turnovers against Nevada and three against Duke. So the defense hasn't had problems causing turnovers. The offense has had a little bit of trouble with giving the ball away. But if, if Bowling Green, as you say, is a big uh, turnover team, then that we that could be a bearer of good fortune for the Wildcats on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Now, looking ahead, or let's let's talk a little bit about this Bowling Green game sure. first, for, for, for a second. There's not too much to say about this game other than that Northwestern should win. And really, they should win big. And regardless of what the final score is, there's probably not going to be a whole lot take, to take away from this game. But there is one thing that we can take away, which is that we're going to find out a lot about the freshman class. Because the Wildcat Dash is a defining moment for every class of Northwestern students. Um, how do you think that these freshmen are going to perform? And for those of you that don't have... The, the, the Wildcat dash in the front of your mind, it's the part where the freshmen at the... Uh, dash across the field. Dash across the field. Sometimes it's a little slower. Last year it kind of trickled down to a walk. Um, yeah, there, there was not a lot of uh, traffic direction towards the end of the field where there was just a huge gridlock building up to like the 50-yard line. How do you think the class of 2021 is going to perform? What's, what's your feeling? Uh, well, hopefully we don't see many first years, transfer students, international students, etc., etc., uh, trip on the on the field. You don't want to see trips. No, I do not want to see trips. I want trips. to see some trips. I want, I want this to be a smooth landing for, <laughs> no pun intended, a smooth landing for the the freshman class as they get their classes underway next week. I think it would be hilarious if some freshmen tripped. And one of the disappointments last year was that no freshmen tripped. I think we might see more if they're they're a little bit hungrier, if they come out running. Hungrier for tripping? Hungrier for speed, you know. Oh, speed. I'm, if you're at the front of the Wildcat Dash, from my perspective, you should try to be the first one to get across the field, right? Should we time the first person there and see what their 40 time is? Yeah, and go down and interview them. Yeah. See see, see what their thoughts were on the race. Because if you're going to call it a dash, if it, that's a race. And maybe it's just me, but if I hear dash, I hear race. There are winners and losers in a race, right? I guess so. so I, I, w- I hear dash, I think the kid from The Incredibles. Oh, was he the baby? No, that was Jack Jack. Jack Jack was Dash was the son, the middle kid. Was he fast? Yeah, he was the fast one. Oh, he's like the Flash. Yeah. The Dash. Great films. I think that was the play on words. Sequel coming out soon. Really? Yeah. Are they on number three now? No, just number two. They have they haven't made a second one. I thought there was a second one. Nope. That's gonna be a hard one to follow. It's been what, like ten years? Fourteen. Fourteen years. Came out in two thousand four. That's a while. Year. It's not coming out this year, so it'll be at least fourteen years. That's like you're skipping a generation. Now you gotta. Yeah, I think I think the baby's gonna be a teenager. Interesting. I don't like that. You gotta get it in. Although what I'm waiting for is Rush Hour Four. It's been a while. Ten years since <laughs> they made a Rush Hour movie. <laughs> I don't know if we're gonna get that far for another sequel. But I'm hoping for you know, Rush Hour on the field and Ryan Field on Saturday under the lights. Rush like ten minutes. For the freshman, it'll it could take a while. We'll see. Now we've brought up this conversation. What movie do you think most resembles Northwestern this year? Oh, that's hard to say. We like to have a little fun on this podcast, folks. Well, 
not a whole lot to talk about after that Duke loss. But <laughs> um, I don't know. Do you have a thought? Isn't there like a? They're scene? just a, they've been eh. Isn't there isn't there a scene? What's an eh movie? I ha- I've never I I saw Dodgeball once a long time ago. But isn't there a scene early in the movie where they're just getting crushed? Just like they're just they're not getting well. They get crushed on Saturday. They've played. They haven't. They haven't played well, played well for yeah. two for six of eight quarters. So I think of it as like the first half of the dodgeball movie. Whatever the scene is, or where they're getting yeah, but bullied in training. That's because they just don't have any. Like with Northwesterns, they're underachieving. But I think dodgeball is more of a movie about overachievement. Well, at the end, yeah. At the end, but they weren't. Yeah, there's there's still not, room for that. Not, That's why I'm saying it's dodgeball. They're not supposed to be good. Northwestern is supposed to be good, which is part of why there's been a. Oh, okay. Yeah, I see what you're saying. A disappointing start. Maybe like, do you ever see that baseball movie, Mister Three Thousand? No. I'm a big baseball fan, not a big baseball movie fan. Bernie Mac, right? I don't know. I think it's Bernie Mac. I'm not sure the analogy was going to work with this, so maybe it's good that you haven't seen it. Um, so what would you... It's an, As we've repeatedly alluded to, it's a night game. Northwestern plays tends to play better in night games. 6.30 p.m. They, All, mm, I wouldn't say they tend to play better. They play better games. in front of crowds. That's part of why I was scared about Duke. They lost to Nebraska last year at night. They lost to Nebraska, I think, our freshman year at night. Uh, it's because Nebraska's usually more talented. Than they usually lose to Nebraska. Yeah. Although they did win uh, two years ago in Lincoln. They haven't had many other night games. They haven't had a lot of night Ohio State was a night game. I don't know whether it's... It might have started in the nah, afternoon. Yeah, it was a 2.30 game. It, but it, it, was beca- it was by late October, early November. It was dark for a lot of that game. Yeah. Um, they play better for... And even in some of those losses, like, they didn't play horribly against Nebraska a year ago. They just... The defense played horribly. Well... They gave up almost 600 yards. Tommy Armstrong's a good player against... Yeah. Well, I should... Okay. <laughs> Did <laughs> he, you say he was he, bad, like, he, 10 minutes ago? He, Tommy Armstrong, excuse me. <laughs> Tommy Armstrong is a tough player for Northwestern because, as we've said, Northwestern hasn't... And the young front seven this year, they're not good at... Even when they've been older, they haven't been good at stopping Russian quarterbacks. And Daniel Jones ran for more than 100 yards. Seems like Russian quarterbacks always get career highs against Northwestern. Daniel Jones had 400 yards total against Northwestern. Be the big dad. I was just saying that he's better than Tommy Armstrong. Mm. We might have to go back. Uh, Auga. We might might have to go back and look at that one. But um, what would be a... It's as I, I don't think you were going to learn a lot about Northwestern. Are there any things you'd like to see against Bowling Green that maybe we haven't seen this year from the Cats? I'd like the offensive line to play well for once. I would like to see Justin Jackson average more than three and a half yards per carry like he did against Nevada. Um, I would like to see a good rebounding game from Clayton Thorson against a team. Rebounding game? Reba- yeah, he played like he played terrible. You mean a rebound game? A rebound game, yes. Rebounding, I'm thinking Derek Pardon. Well, we can talk about that. I'm thinking that Gavin later. Skelly. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm looking for a rebound game. The, thank you, Max. From Clayton I'll take Thorson. that. Um, I guess on the defensive side, it's not really much I'm looking for. Just hopefully that Marcus McShepard is okay. Um, although they may give him the week off, so he has two weeks off before Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Um, I, I, I don't know what the secondary is going to look like against Bowling Green. Um, because, like Fitz said at the presser today, they didn't want Trey Williams to play at all against Duke. So they may not play him again against Bowling Green and just give him that extra rest before Wisconsin. 
Sounds about right. You got a prediction for Bowling Green? I think Northwestern wins. I would say probably by two to three possessions. Gotcha. Sort of similar to the Nevada game. Gotcha. What about you? I'm going to... I think as a, I'm going to go Northwestern by 10 in an ugly win. Um, I don't think they're going to get all the offensive kinks out in a week. Um, Fair. I think the defense will look better than against Duke. And I think part of the defense struggling against Duke was Duke's a good offensive team. And I think Duke's going to win eight or nine games this year. I know they won four last year. Um, I think they they looked like a much better team than the one we saw come to Evanston a year ago. And they I, went, uh, oh, yeah, never mind. And I think that, uh, you know, they were on the field for 40 minutes. So I think the defense will, will look, yeah. look better. I'm not as concerned as about the defense as the offense. I think the offense will continue to sputter a bit against Bone Green, but ultimately I'll, I'll say Northwestern by 10, and I'll say two freshman trip. Two. We're going to go with zero. You're going to go zero? Yeah. Last year none did, but I can dream. I can dream. So, Northwestern hosting Bowling Green on Saturday at 6.30 local time. The Daily will, of course, have all your coverage. Um, so be sure to keep an eye out for that. Check out our Snapchat. Check out our Snapchat. Check out our website. Check at out the our Daily and you. And, of course, Twitter. And Twitter. Also at the Daily and you. And Daily and you underscore sports. A lot of content going to be on Daily and you sports, especially when it comes to the running of the freshmen. <laughs> Um, Follow at Tim Bullock on Twitter for that as and, well. And I will also be tweeting my thoughts and analysis. Um, for Max Gumman, I'm Tim Bullock. You've been listening to Daily Northwestern's Football Podcast. Stones are rolling. Let's get home safe.